Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's The Players' Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. I, I am nearly speechless after watching that performance. What a week. If you, I was, <laughs> was going to say, if you had to say one thing, Greg, what would it be? Uh, what a week. Yeah. What a week. <laughs> what, what a week. It was really something else. I, I'm just blown away. I am blown away by this guy. I know we'll talk about it a lot, but um, I, I just, I'm, I'm on my knees, uh, you know, bowing down in appreciation. It's, wow. uh, it's unbelievable what he's done the last, uh, you know, year or, or 18 months. Uh, yeah, we've got a new players champion. We've got a new number one player in the world. You've heard of him. We'll get to that in just a second. Kyle Porter is here. KP, hello. Yeah, I've got some takes. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to, to release some takes. I just wrote 1,400 words in like 10 minutes on Scotty. And uh, yeah, it, it was, was it the most exciting player championship ever? <laughs> Obviously not. But I think it was a very interesting player championship and uh, I'm ready to talk about it. Okay, well, we will do just that in a moment. It is indeed March. I am under the impression that this Sunday, as we speak about the Players' Championship, is something called Selection Sunday, in which the talking heads determine who is going to play in the 18- to 22-year-old men's basketball championship. So that's happening right now. When that is determined, they will put them in a grid to battle it out over the course of the next few weeks. If you fill out a grid with us, uh, we'll figure out something to give you. I don't know what we did last year. Maybe it was Paramount Plus prizes or whatever, but we've got a bracket challenge, and the link is in the description, so you can go and get in there, get involved, put your picks in. Greg, have you filled out your bracket yet, or is, uh, do we even know the teams yet? Probably any moment. Uh, yeah, any any moment. I don't think it, it's completely settled yet. But anyway, it doesn't matter if they're in or not. I'm waiting for your uh, little rundown on it. Thank you much. Um, yes. Yeah. Cause last year I know that worked really well. So we'll see what happens. I haven't followed a ton of college basketball this year, so I need a little bit of help and I'm going to trust the data. There you go. Just a 90, just a 99th percentile uh, bracket without ever watching a game. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I, I have just to get a chance if I watch every game, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you had a, if, if who's your four number one seeds for the, not the actual match play, but if you just had to pick four number one seeds, we're making a golf bracket right now. Oh. Rom, Scheffler, who else? Rory. Uh, I think those three are pretty clear. 
Roaring? I think I think I think so too. The fourth one is the most interesting. The fourth one's Max Homa. I think Homa's Ooh. in the. I think Homa's in my three. You're, it, that could. I, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd probably put him number four. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, I I would I would I would finalize. I would I would come to grips with Max Homa being fourth. But I think that if you could convince me on Patrick Cantlay or Xander Shoffley, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like no problem. I think any one of those three is fine. If you made me pick, I think Homa's the guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Xander and Cantlay are scary two seeds. Yeah, very right. scary. They're, yeah, they're they're very they're final four a lot. They're in a lot of final four brackets. I might go. I might go. Rom Scheffler, Homa, and Xander over ahead of. I, I might have Rory as a two seed. He, wow. He has. I mean, he. I can't believe we're starting this talking about Rory, but he hasn't been that good in on the PGA Tour this year. He almost won Bay Hill, but missed cut of the players. Not. I mean, he's fine on the West Coast. I just don't. He's, I don't. He's, I, I, I guess the point is to bring this back to Scheffler. We keep putting him in this category with Scheffler and Rom, and he doesn't belong there right now. It's Scheffler and Rom, and then everybody else. So hold on. Let's let since we're here, his last his last four PGA Tour starts are no five have two wins. Two runner-up finishes, and a t- a twenty ninth and a t thirty two. So that's six. Okay, starts. we're taking that back to last <laughs> August. Okay, let's go back to this. So you said this year. So it is a t thirty two, a t thirty two, a t twenty nine, and a runner-up. He's only played three times. And and uh, players. Yeah, oh, and a miscut now. And a miscut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the. This is. I'm not doing like two years worth of data. I'm just saying. I, and maybe that's maybe the point is with a bracket, you would do a longer period of time, but I wouldn't have him in the top four right now. Well, c- come to Twitter for my KPM, KM, KPMGR on Monday. Yeah, I've already got my tweet notifications turned on for you, so I'm excited for Monday Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> link in the description. Go fill out a bracket. If you win, we'll figure out something to give you, which will probably not be worth that much, but it'll be worth lots of bragging rights. Gentlemen, Oh, doggy TPC Sawgrass on Sunday. Players Championship, $25 million in the purse. We'll take this uh, chronologically as we have been to great raving reviews because there were some guys, Greg, that got out early. Hideki Matsuyama moved up 21 spots on the leaderboard. He goes out in four under, has a birdie streak from 11 to 13, then runs into... A bit of trouble with a double on 14, a bogey on 18. It's still a four under round of 68, a solo fifth place finish. But Hideki was uh, vibing in his Sunday yellow. Oh, yeah. And and you knew the cool thing about that was um, even though, you know, Kyle called that the night, called Scotty the night before, and it still felt very real. You knew that there was so much trouble looming. And the thing I found so uh, compelling about it was the weather coming in. And you know they they showed that graphic on the broadcast with the uh, weather system moving north into Georgia and all the winds that that was going to bring, and that really did come into play. I mean, I mean, you look at what happened on the 17th hole, and the last two hours it was a- absolute carnage. I mean, everybody was hitting it in the water there, so you didn't know exactly what was going to happen with Scotty. 
And when Hideki gets up there within three, you're thinking if he can get two more, you know, if if he gets two more and posts, whatever, I think it would have been like 15 under he would have posted. That would have been a, a really kind of scary number for Scotty Scheffler. Um, and then 14 was kind of uncharacteristic. He's in the fairway, just over 200 yards and makes double. And there's no there's no penalty stroke there. That's not really how you expect a double to be made. And it's a killer when it happens that way, because, you, you know, you're you're worried about the holes with all the water. Uh, and, and you're playing 14, which is a difficult hole, but it, it really shouldn't be a double bogey hole. Um, so I think that was a little bit disappointing, but it was a great round nonetheless. Yeah, he hits it wide right on his approach. He chunks it, has to hit another pitch, which goes past the green, then a couple of putts from there. Double bogey adds up very quickly for Hideki, but he paved the way for those early movers, KP, because the next one was Max Homa. Ho-hum, front nine for Max, out in 35, just one under. Plays 10 through 12 at four under par. He then runs into a bit of trouble on 17 makes a double there. So this, this trend of guys getting off hot, getting through 12, 13, maybe even 14 holes, but stumbling coming in uh, continues early on Sunday. Yeah. He hit the stick on 12, which was crazy. On, yeah. On his, on the fly on his yeah. tee shot. Uh, I mean, I think the point of all this is that Scotty, put himself in position and this is where I think a 72 72 hole event is is super interesting because you can put yourself into a position you can separate a little after 54 holes to the point where at a place like TPC Sawgrass chasing a leader is so difficult right I mean the way that golf course sets up you can get into I mean uh somebody was saying this maybe it was oh it was Aaron Oberholzer on Twitter was saying like you can get into trouble on every hole you know, and, and so when you're chasing, you can shoot 65 like Terrell Hatton did, but you can also look like you're going to shoot 63 and then shoot 73, you know, and, and uh, Max was somewhere in between those. And I think it just I, I thought Max's round really highlighted the point of getting out in front after 54 holes, which sounds obvious, but it's just such a, it, it's such an advantage at um at tpc sawgrass because you force everybody into chasing you and usually that ends up disastrous for everybody that's chasing i think it also highlights why max homa is a number one seed i mean he shoots even par over the first two days uh with a couple of 72s and you know next thing you know he's one of he's in that chase pack marching up the leaderboard uh, and applying a little bit of pressure um, I know he hopes that he hoped it would have gone a little differently. So did I. Um, but but still, it's the example of the the cream rising to the top. And he he really is the the cream now. Max Homa really is the yeah. cream now. That is his motto. It's 20 spots up the leaderboard for Homa, a T6 when the dust is settled. Let's add another voice to this conversation. Bring in Patrick McDonald. Patrick. Uh, make sure you are unmuted and say hello to everyone, please. What's going on, gang? Uh, Max Homa is a one seed. So does that mean Colin Morikawa is the two in that uh, that region? Or what's going on there? That's the I missed that part. Yeah, the West region. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And if we're talking about cream, obviously someone who doesn't need it, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, no, no coffee this week, but uh, happy to join you guys. Glad to be part of the Sunday show. 
coffee's for closers, skipping it's for killers. Oh, God, <laughs> you guys are coming out hot. Patrick, we're just going to throw you right in the fire here. We've talked to Decky. We've talked Homa, the guy who did not stumble coming in, Terrell Hatton. How about this? A back 9-29, the fourth instance of a 29 at the back nine of the players since 1982. Hatton, obviously, round four this year. Kevin Chappell did it in 2016. Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry, all in 2016. Very uh, good scoring year. But Hatton posts the clubhouse lead, Patrick, and thinks, eh, maybe I'll hang around a little bit. I see how these guys are chopping up the last couple of holes. Yeah, it felt like out of that group, because he was paired with Max, uh, that Homo was going to be the guy to kind of make that charge, especially after, I know Kyle just mentioned him hitting the flag, flag stick on 12. Cam Young shot on that hole as well earlier in the week, spitting back his drive uh, to six feet was pretty impressive too. Um, but yeah, Hatton kind of just casually snuck up there after a pretty boring front nine, seven straight pars to begin the day. And it felt like something was going to happen when he made birdie on 14, I think it's the tough par four that Hideki screwed up uh, yep. this round. And he, he was able to convert his birdie there and then just kind of go on that streak there with five straight. And 17, great shot, obviously. He, he, he said uh, after the round that he got a bad break there, so it felt like water kind of found its level. But that shot on 18 was stupid, like absolutely stupid to put that over the water with how much money's on the line and bring it back. Just stupid. That's all I could really say about that. We got a, uh, we got a cheery, a cheery Terrell Hatton in his post round interview. He's yeah. Got, didn't have anything bad to say about TPC Sawgrass and kept saying, Oh, I got a little lucky on that one. Got a little lucky on that one. Hey, he's, he's self-aware. Yeah. I think when you come off five straight birdies uh, <laughs> in a back nine twenty nine <laughs> to tie a scoring record, it's kind of tough to, Talk crap about a golf course, even if it's a really bad one, like a Riviera or something. Or, yeah, or like Augusta National, that horrible golf course, right? Yeah. Uh, he still, though, I mean, he didn't say he hit a good shot. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Not he one. said he hit one good shot, the one out of the pine straw on 18. He said, right. I hit that one perfect. Right. That's the only right. one he gave any general positive. Even the putts. I thought that was going to break out of the hole. It went in. <laughs> You know, it's he like Jordan Speed. He needs a different view on life, I think. He needs a more positive outlook. By the so, way, yeah. how, how many times has Jordan Speed walked to a like walked up like he missed a putt and it goes in? It's happened like three times the last he needs to it's yeah, it's enough. I've had enough of that. Like <laughs> he, needs to, he needs to stop. He needs an intervention. That is that is terrifying. That he does he has no idea when the ball comes off his club face where where it's going. Well, he needs to stop almost, it's almost post match like, play. <laughs> it's yeah it's almost like he's obsessed with you like you knowing that he knows that it's a miss and it's like just just let it just let it play out like be be normal, <laughs> be normal. The, the Hatton thing like it, it I don't know like him at TBC Sawgrass is just incredible because he hit one in the water on was it uh, I think it was Saturday th either second or third round and it got me thinking about how like I wish I wish we had a Ryder Cup at Sawgrass just for the off chance, like the tiny minuscule chance that Hatton would hit one in the water on 17 to lose a match and what his reaction would be to that. <laughs> what would be sick what would be sick is they would move it to like they would move 17 to like 13. Yeah. I was thinking about that when you uh when I, I saw your tweet there, Kyle. It They'd have to rearrange. Yeah, they they probably would. You would want to though, right? You would want 
16, 17, and 18 to be played every single match. Yeah, it's exactly what they did at Quail Hollow, right? They moved yeah. They moved that yeah closing stretch to like 12, 13, 14 or something like that. What, yeah. uh, what holes would you push back, though? See, it's interesting because twelve's a good a good match play hole, right? Mm-hmm. Like the drivable. So I would I would say you you go twelve, uh, 16, 12, 17, 18. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen. Yeah, the par three and the two par fours. Yeah, they go yeah. to the end. Okay, that would be sweet. That would be sick. Uh, all right, Terrell Hatton posts early. Doesn't have to hang around too long because Scotty Scheffler about to catch fire in just a moment. Up 24 spots for Terrell. Solo second. That is a lot of – that's a lot of cash. Uh, I'll pull those numbers up later. But Terrell Hatton finishes solo second. While that's happening, Greg, Victor Hovland's trying to make a run at this. He gets four birdies in a five-hole stretch, nine through 13. Uh, runs out a little bit of, of steam, but this was a, another solid week for Victor. The, the ball striking numbers continue to improve. We've obviously been tracking the status of his sw- swing and the status of his game, and he's given us a lot more close calls at the top of the board. Yeah, it's um, it's really coming around. And the fact that he's doing it in Florida is which he's always had great success. It's a great sign that, you know, the little changes he's making, the the work with his new coach is coming together really nicely uh, because Florida is prime for great ball strikers. You would expect Victor Hovland to do really well in Florida. And, and he is. And he played Victor Hovland golf this week. Um, he was, and, and he was moderate around the greens. You know, it wasn't a, he actually gained, he actually, um, no, he, well, almost gained strokes. He gained strokes today around the greens, but 15 to 23 for, in, for his scrambling. Um, but he, he hit a bunch of greens, which was a really good thing for him. Um, nearly 50. And I, I think that ball striking is where Victor should be. It's exactly what you would expect out of him. So it's nice to see him come through and play a great round and get through that gauntlet at the end, um, you know, unscathed, bogey-free, which was which proved to be really hard to do later in the day. Let me let me circle this back, Kyle, to a conversation we had earlier in the week. Uh, Victor was one of the guys that we listed as quote needing a win or looking to get that signature win. I believe is the way that we phrased it. He was in it earlier in the week. He played great on Sunday, but with the way the timing worked out, it was a very small chance he was ever going to catch Scotty Scheffler, but he spent uh, at least the majority of the players' championship in the mix of, of, of winning this thing. Yeah, he did. You know, I he he burned the area. He, he, he almost made like his last four putts too. I mean, he, he really could have shot like 64, 65. I think the thing about him is you 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 want to see and this is how I feel about a lot of the guys that we talked about with the signature win thing is like I kind of need to see you lead on a Saturday night you know like going into the into the final round um, because it's just it, it doesn't seem like there's a big difference between T4 and winning and maybe on the scoreboard well this week there is but normally they're on the scoreboard there's not but man, one stroke, two strokes, like even that is, it's, it's like a lot. And, and it doesn't, again, it doesn't seem like a lot after four days and 270 shots and all this stuff, but there's just such a difference. And we saw it with Scheffler leading and everybody chasing and having to, to post scores. Like that's just such a different position than the position that Hovland usually finds himself in. So 
yeah, I, I think it's is good golf from Hovland, which is what he almost always does, but it's it's almost a different sport when you're leading for the last thirty six than if you're like going out and shoot shooting 68 68 on on the weekend if that makes I, even I don't know that final sense, group yeah i mean you've already seen it with him when he's in the final group think about the open championship last year um it, the api just we don't think week. about those greg we don't we don't think about those <laughs> at all but, but you know what i'm saying like it's just it's 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 a different deal and this is sort of the there's a little bit the rory argument where it's like oh backdoor top 10 and you know that gets joked about but it's it's like it's different to backdoor top 10 than it is to like lead like Scotty or Rom or, or like Rory has so many times over the course of his career. Uh, the one thing Patrick here that I think we should probably keep an eye on moving forward is Victor's pre- uh, he's kind of a streaky golfer. Uh, when he gets going in the right direction, he usually continues it and he can start posting these really great results. Now I imagine the next time we're going to see him is not until match play. So it'll be a question of how long can he keep this good play rolling? Yeah, I think we should also keep an eye on what color he's going to wear in his next tournament. After, I, I, could, uh, I could guess at it, I think. Probably yellow after going all green this week. <laughs> uh, but I think he's close to winning a big one. I really do. Uh, if you think back, you know, the Players' Championship last year of the last, I don't know, 10 big events or what, two players and four majors, six big events. He's kind of been in the mix in half of them. Uh, and it's really kind of, he obviously knows how to win. He wins at a pretty impressive clip worldwide and some funky events, but winning these bigger events is a completely different animal. And I think he's getting close. We've heard Max Homa talk about uh, the biggest thing for him was realizing you don't need to be perfect on Sundays. And I think that's what a lot of young guys have failed to recognize thus far. Uh, we almost saw it with someone like Min Woo Lee today, where he probably felt like he had to play perfect to beat Scotty Scheffler. And then all of a sudden you make one mistake that compounds into another one. You're at a tricky golf course. All of a sudden you're making seven on a hole where you should be making birdie. Uh, so I think, I think Victor's really close. He hasn't really been the most patient player throughout his career. Uh, but I think slowly, but surely he, he's going to, you know, start going middle of the flagstick when he does have a lead late, like at the Arnold Palmer or something like that. Uh, and a big one's coming soon couple of nuggets uh he did say he called an audible on wearing the uh jay lindbergh wanted him to wear wear the green pants again on sunday he opted out for the the khakis a couple of money notes here terrell hatton started the day in 26 which would have been 201,000 finishing solo second is 2.7 million. So basically had himself a two and a half million dollar day, a tie for third, Victor Hovland and uh, Tom Hoagie two way tie for third is 1.475 million each. Tom Hoagie thought he was going home on Friday night. So he had himself $1.4 million weekend. So uh, yeah, really a lot of implications. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, uh, gents, we'll turn our attention to the final group here. Uh, it was Scotty Scheffler and Min Woo Lee. And right out of the gate, Min Woo, I don't want to say put a scare in Scotty, Greg, but hits three great shots, makes birdie on number one, closes the gap, and like we see so often on the PGA Tour, within three holes, that two-shot lead that Scotty slept on is now gone. Yes, uh, it it was gone. And then you get to number four, where this is where a couple of years ago, um, Bryson topped one. It, it's a short hole. It, it's crazy to me. It's got to be one of the, one of the better non-drive. It's not drivable, but it's very short. It played 393 yards on the card today. And it was the hardest hole or tied for the hardest hole on the golf course with 18. And 18 is 462, and we know how much trouble looms there. But, you know, it's under 400 yards, and and it played the hardest hole on the golf course. It's just, it's crazy to me. So he hits his tee shot to the right and isn't able to go for the green. And two has to actually chip out and then hits it in the water from there and makes a triple. Uh, But even when when he hold that putt on number seven, um, and and Scotty still had some 20 feet for his birdie putt on number seven. It felt like that was a big momentum swing. Um, and, and it really felt like he was going to turn the tide and he had a lot, he has a lot of moxie the way he's walking around. There's a ton of confidence with him. And he's kind of a, a free, free flowing guy uh, with a lot of club head speed. And you can tell he's confident. Um, and so I, it, it was looking really good for Min Woo Lee and, uh, you know about the record that Australians have at this tournament uh, and in this event. And um, that was definitely running through my mind all the way up through number seven. Number seven, Kyle. That th- this, is, this is where things go sideways for Minwoo. And it's a shame because he hits it into the right rough at seven. He takes his medicine. Wait, are we talking about four? I'm sorry. Yes. He made a yeah. seven on yeah. four. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On number four, he hits it into the right rough. He takes his medicine, chips it out, right? Doesn't try to do anything crazy. Doesn't try to bring the water into play. Proceeds to chunk one directly into the water and ends up making a triple. That's kind of like the good he, – he made a good decision and still compounded the error. It was, it was kind of tough to watch. Yeah, it was tough to watch. I, I think it's um... – Again, you're you're two down to the Masters champ going in, so you, you got to know in your head, like, even though he he made the right decision there and chipped out, you got to think like, oh, I can't make bogey at four. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know like the, it, like even though he didn't go for the green and make a stupid decision, it's still kind of running through your head probably a little bit, at least in the back of your mind. Okay, I need to like keep this guy within my sights because it's Scheffler and he's hitting it great. And you know, everybody knows like what he's capable of. So I, I think, I think the, well, he made a good decision, got a little overplayed because you're like, yeah, well, he still can't make, he's still thinking like, I can't make double here and fall like uh, four down or five, whatever the number was at that moment. So um, 
yeah, it, it was that was kind of the end. That was when it was the, the tournament. I thought the tournament was over on Saturday night because I thought that's the caliber of golf that Sheffler was playing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that was kind of when the whole thing was was pretty much over. Yeah, that late two shot swing on Saturday night um, gave Scotty all the head start that he needed and he probably didn't need one. Uh, Patrick, the other kind of subplot here for Minwoo is not only all the money and all the glory and everything else that was going on, but he needed a solo. Hold on. Yeah. Solo fourth or better to get that special temporary membership status is what we saw Akshay Batia get in Puerto Rico, which means you can now accept unlimited sponsors exemptions the rest of the year. He ended up finishing T six, a big, like seven way tie for T six. So he is not going to get that special temporary membership for now, but obviously inches much closer to it. Yeah. I think long-term he'll be fine. Uh, I mean, he's number 50 in the world. He's going to move up obviously after this week that should get him into the masters, which I think that cutoff is after the match play in a couple weeks. So he should be in that deadline and you know, that should help. And he's also inside the top 10 uh, for the DP world tour. So, Worst case scenario, it's looking like he'll be on the PGA Tour next year, uh, you know, longest case. But I think on going back to four, I think the moment kind of just got too big for him because he had just tied Scheffler for the lead after Scheffler made that mistake on three. And uh, he, he made like an eight footer for par uh, before him. So I think he tried to do the right thing. And obviously his hands might have been feeling, you know, a little mm-hmm. funky with the wedge and uh, in his hands, but his wedge play was pretty bad there on the front nine. And even if he ran that one in on seven, that was another poor wedge shot that he kind of got bailed out with the putter. But long term, there's a ton to like about this kid. I mean, we saw him beat Matt Fitzpatrick and Thomas Dietrich in the 21 Scottish Open. Uh, he's still only 24 years of age. He has a ton of power and ton of club head speed. It's kind of like the perfect modern golfer in that respect. And the iron, the stinger iron that he learned from Tiger Woods is disgusting it's yeah yeah. it's one of the coolest shots uh that was out there this week so he'll he'll be on the pga tour whether it's this year or next year Uh, and i'm hoping he gets in the masters to kind of see what he can do around augusta i'm I'm way way in on minwood yeah me too he's he's awesome talk us through that shot that he hit greg because i think he only hit at least till late in the round he'd only hit two drivers and they were both pretty ugly, but he's got this, I don't know if it's a two iron that he just absolutely ropes and can get it to run out to 300. Yo, I mean, he is, he's very, very powerful for the frame that he's got. Yeah. His driver club head speed is above 120 uh, in, upwards in the, in that frame. And with that driving iron, he, he hits a, a low shot with it and is able to just wail away at it very much like Tiger Woods. Uh, but, you know, with the driver, he hits a couple of, hit a couple of hooks. The one on 11 was really ugly. And so uh, that tells me that he's a little underneath, um, which Patrick has said, he's a habitual drawer of the ball too. So he probably knows a little bit about this. You start to get under the plane a little bit and it brings a hook into play. And when you want to hit the ball lower, you have to get um, a little more, they call it on top of the ball. The path of the club has to be a little more out to in rather than in to out which you need to hit that, uh, that really high draw or I, or, you know, I call it underneath the plane, um, under the top and he's got to work over the top to hit it low. So this is something that tiger has battled in his career too. And in 2018 tiger was really good when it got windy and he needed to flight the ball down a lot because it forced him to get 
on top of it. It forced him to get uh, over the plane. And when he when he had to hit it low. So when Minu goes to that low shot, it takes out his miss, which is that big left hook. And uh, with all of his speed, it goes forever. And when you launch it really low and you get a pro tracer on it, it looks sweet. Uh, you don't even need one. If you see it in person, it's it's sweet because the ball's moving really fast and it's at eye level. So it's a uh, it, it's a shot that is extremely useful. And I think even for us, maybe especially for drawers of the ball who miss who miss left with a hook, it's very useful. That's Minwoo plays the way I do. I can't hit driver. I just hit three or four iron everywhere. The the, the- Min, yeah, Minwoo plays like Kyle Porter. Yeah, you, you wear that on the course I think too, he Kyle. Said, did he say that after Thursday's round? Yeah, he said it, and now I said it. So <laughs> we're on the same page. The- uh, I need that chart. He looked, he looked sick. He looked awesome. Yeah. He also used. I, I brought this tweet up, but he tweeted a, a something after the Scottish last year, I think, about how he hit a ball flush, flush, <laughs> which is like the coolest phrase ever, and needs to be in kind of the the lexicon. Um, he, I, I forgot. Oh, he was tweeting at uh, Brandle, and he said he hit one flush, flush, which is kind of what his fit was was looking like on Sunday. <laughs> flush, flush. Speaking of flush, flush, let's just let's talk about it. It's time. Um, Scotty Scheffler yeah. has done it again. Scotty Scheffler has won for the sixth time on the PGA Tour, and they are all the big boys. We'll get to that in just one. Second, but Scotty Scheffler, Kyle, gets hot around the turn. Birdies eight, birdies nine, birdies ten, birdies eleven, birdies twelve. That's five in a row for those counting at home. And what looked like a tournament that was somewhat open, or at least a two-horse race on the fourth hole, was a runaway within the matter of an hour. And Scotty Scheffler is now your 2023 Players' Champion. Yeah, not only is your your 2023 Players' Champion, but last 300 – or the last 400 days, basically, Masters players, two two Phoenix Opens, Bay Hill, and match play. Uh, I think it's like 35 mil, including the, uh, the uh, FedEx and the Comcast, whatever all the, the, the extra bonus stuff is, the PIP. Um. And I think the thing that really struck me this week, Rick, and I'd love, I'd love everybody else's take on this was he's obviously gifted. I mean, he's been the best ball striker in the world so far in 2023, but he, he played, it was, it was kind of a week for then. This is what I wrote about for CBS sports.com. It was a week for the Scotty Scheffler's boring. Like he's just boring. Take you, you saw that a lot, heard that a lot. And I don't disagree but I think that's kind of the point. Like he plays very boring golf. He leads the planet in, I think Azinger said he led the PGA tour in, in greens and regulation last year. His dispersion is tight, but he moves it to the proper side of the fairway and the green. And he just, I mean, you know, you can't get much more boring than feel right at field average and putting right, Rick. Like that's just, <laughs> you know, it, 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 he doesn't try to hit, crazy shots like JT. He doesn't, um, you know, hit these drives like Rory or Bryson. He's not, he certainly doesn't look like speed. I just think his boring golf and his 
like even keel demeanor is what makes him who he is. And now you, you can't be like Ben Griffin and play boring golf. Like you have to be super gifted, but I, I think, I think to combine the giftedness, I mean, it reminds me Greg of the way that Jack and tiger played. Like they didn't try to hit. I mean, they could pull off shots. I got the, I have the quote. It's like, uh, Jack Nicholas said, I believed in myself, but I also didn't trust myself. And you're like, that's the whole deal. Like, that's how the best players ever played is I believe I, you have the self-belief, but you don't trust yourself to pull off every shot because that dispersion, even though it's narrower than most, it's still wide enough that you're going to get yourself into trouble. And I think that that's what really struck me about the way Scheffler played TPC Sawgrass this week. So it's a, there's a great wisdom in that, um, in understanding that at my very best, I only have so much control over where this golf ball ends up. And when I hear you talk about that, Kyle, and I was thinking about this watching him play, I just think Ted Scott has been a huge asset uh, to Scotty Scheffler's team. Um, Ted Scott, of course, came on last year before all these wins happened and they, they play the right shot. That's all. That's all it is. They don't try to do too much just because he practices something doesn't mean they have to play it. It doesn't mean that um, just because you have learned how to hit a big rope hook like JT, you're going to pull it out four times around. You know, he he's not lured in by the shiny new toy um, if he even has one. I, I don't know that he has one and doesn't play it, but uh, he has more shots than he plays. Yes. He plays the highest probability shot over and over. It's just so funny to me that he's considered boring in a lot of ways because before he won, in, especially in the DFS community, he was a big time birdie and eagle maker, right? He was always the guy that's scoring more fantasy points than he is, uh, than his finishing position because he makes so many birdies and yeah. he does make a ton of birdies, but he, he just, he goes about it in a systematic way and he doesn't take on too much risk. He's patient. He is, uh, he trust very trusting of his game. You never see him really push the envelope and get flustered. He he's um he's got it all figured out right now. There's no question about it. He is a five tool guy. And the last thing I'll say about him, when and this is probably the most important thing, uh, he just knows how to compete. And he gets these situations like number three at at the Masters last year where he chips in. Uh, number eight this year where he's faced with a awkward little shot uh, kind of at a critical moment, right? Minwoo Lee just made birdie on the hole before and Scotty chips in and he, he has that knack for, uh, for closing the deal and pulling off phenomenal shots that, I mean, that shot on eight was far from yeah. boring to me. It was sick. It just, he does it on eight. We, right, he does it on three at the Masters last year. He, he does it early. He doesn't do it to win. He does it early, and it is to win. It's just now he can go play the rest of his round, and we all know he's going to win, and they become these forgotten shots. Um, so I think a lot of the magical, non-boring stuff that happens for him is around the greens, which is um, probably an underrated aspect of his game. Spieth talked about that, just how good his hands are uh, after his round. After after Spieth got down, and coincidentally, Spieth is is sort of the guy that Spieth is the least boring person on the planet right, right now. And 
I think we've been a little bit conditioned and I'm probably the guiltiest of all to believe that like exciting is also equated with like really good. I think exciting is just exciting. It doesn't mean that it's like, it, it certainly doesn't mean that it's better than boring. And I think what it means is you're walking a pretty fine line, which is what we've seen with Spieth over the last, you know, I, th- I think Spieth's best golf actually was, I mean, when he won at Pebble, I remember a player saying, like a, a good player saying like, this is scary because it's not, he's, it's very repeatable. And that's what that's what your top players are going for, and uh, I think Spieth's best was actually like it, it wasn't boring like Scotty's boring, but it was certainly a lot more boring than it is right now. And, like that's what you're going for is boring golf. You don't want recovery shots and like th- there's only so many like Phil is Phil. Like there's there's not that many guys like that out there to, that can win 44 times while being just absolutely psychotic all over the golf course. So I don't know. That was just what I was saying about as it relates to Scotty. Well, think about, uh, I think this week is a really good example, Patrick. So, so statistically, uh, Scotty Scheffler continues to be probably the best tee to green player in the world. Gained 17 strokes from tee to green to players, the sixth most of any winner since 2008. The other thing that he did that really showed this week for me is what Greg was talking about, like how good he is around the green, right? He was fourth around the green. And there were a lot of shots all week long where guys would hit chips or hit these around a green shots and leave themselves six or seven feet. And it's just this constant stress. It's this constant being on the knife's edge that when the margins are already as small as they are at TPC Sawgrass, you're putting yourself in, in more small margin, high leverage spots. And Scotty never does that he made five bogeys all week like he just he just removes a lot of the stress which i think is why like when when i'm like when kyle says boring like i i think like the 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 no stress aspect of scotty's game is pretty boring because even when he hits one sideways it's a very good chance he's going to be able to get up and down. There's a very good chance he's going to be able to extract himself from a difficult position. You can lead. It's sick to lead the tour in greens and regulation and have a short game this good, right? Because then when you miss, you're like still one of the best. Like it's it's stupid. I think uh, through two rounds before Tom Hoagie kind of went nuts, he was leading the field in strokes gained tee to green by four strokes over mm-hmm. Gary Woodland. Uh, he yeah. was in second. Uh, but I'm trying to wrap my hat, my head around you guys thinking Scotty Scheffler's game is boring. Uh, I think I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that I'm just saying this is a, th- that was sort of the kind of online narrative this week. I, I think, you know, maybe his personality is a bit monotone. I've certainly said that before. He, he's tough to get a quote out of. He always just says it's fun whenever he wins, which I can only imagine. I bet it's a ton of fun, especially when you're cashing, uh, 4 million, but, the way he drives the ball, it seems like, Rick, you just said it's a razor, razor's edge there at TPC Sawgrass. His feet moving around, you kind of wonder, like, how the hell does this guy square the club face at impact with, with his feet just dancing? And then, like Greg said, you have those moments, three out of gust after Cam Smith birdies the first two holes. Today on the eighth hole when Minwoo Min Lee just birdied seven at the match play, I think against Kevin Kisner, he had a hole out late in that match as well yeah. to kind of seal the deal. His ability to rise up when – the moments are like the sweatiest. They should be the most tense. His hands shouldn't have the feel in them that they have at the moment. And then it's just boom, chip in, boom, 
bunker shot hold. Um, and I don't think that's anything uh, close to boring. Uh, and I, I get it. Like he, the statistics are boring and it's good. Like you want to play boring golf, like KP said, but his ability to rise in these moments and kind of his swing with the driver is just uh, extremely intriguing to me. I guess one other thing that might make it boring is the way that he won the Masters, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not the, the uh, well, it's like those those uh, ads you always see like on the bottom of like uh, like websites that are like. Uh, uh, broadcast executives hate this guy, hate this one secret. And it's like Scott right. Scheffler just winning by six shots. Right. Cause it, it well, we know that he's going to win. And I, I just, I found myself thinking, okay, well it's TPC Sawgrass and anything can happen, but it's Scotty Scheffler leading the way. I mean, even if it's Rory McIlroy, um, it's TPC Sawgrass. Um, if it's John Rahm, I probably feel very similar to what I do with Scotty. Uh, but but there are not very many guys that you feel like you can say it's over on Saturday night at TPC Sawgrass. I mean, we have seen so many leaders of this event shoot 78. Um, it, it's happened in the blink of an eye, but everybody knows that's not going to happen with Scotty. Um, and so maybe that's a maybe that's a boring aspect. Uh, Kyle, I'll, I'll loop back to you here because you you rattled them off earlier, but I, I do think it, it's worth highlighting again. So now within 13 months, 13 months, here are the six wins. Phoenix Open twice, Arnold Palmer, WGC, Dell Technologies match play, the Masters, and now the Players Championship. These are the elite of the elite events this is no longer uh, a heater this is this is something else that i don't have adjectives for well it it does make you wonder and and you've been big on this rick it does make you wonder what is going to cause him to not play at this level because in a lot of ways he he was <sighs> I don't know. He he was playing mostly like this before he started winning. You know, I think it's I think it's jumped up a little bit. I think he's gotten a little bit better. I think he's learned what it feels like to win at that level. You know, I remember him being so frustrated about was it Houston in 2021 at the end of the year? He finished T2 there in 2021. And I remember him just being like frustrated that he didn't win. And and we talked about on this podcast like when's Shepard going to win? He he had he had kind of owned Rom at the Ryder Cup, and I had joked at the time, like, you know, that he was the best player in the world. <laughs> now it's not. I mean, it turns out he is. Uh, but, you know, I I just don't know. It's not like he's having an – it's not like the Jason Day thing where he's the best putter in the world. It's not like Spieth where he's putting out of his mind. Like, he's, this is just who he is. So what – he doesn't seem – like intent on changing his swing. He doesn't need more distance. I, I don't know what changes to get him off this. Now, is he going to win six big boy events every 13 months? <laughs> Probably not, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I think he is existing at a level that is like Rom fairly sustainable right now. And that is pretty terrifying. If you're a, Austin Smotherman or a Taylor Montgomery or a Ben Griffin. Cause it's like, I got to be both of these guys, not to mention the 15 other stars in these big events. I, I it's just, it's going to be very difficult for that to happen right now. 
Yeah, he's basically getting an edge uh, in nearly every single facet of the game, week in and week out. Uh, Scotty Shuffler wins the 2023 Players' Championship. He will roll on to match play, and then obviously I'm sure we'll see him right around the corner at the Masters. Any other Players' Championship items before we recap our bets and one-and-done selections for the week? Uh, I think a guy to keep an eye on is Justin Suh. Mm. Um, I mean, he's been really impressive last couple of weeks. So I, I think in especially in some of these non-designated events, he seems to be really playing at the level we expected him to coming out of college. Okay. Um, another an, another Justin take. Uh, I think Justin Thomas is like trying to be too much of this artist that everyone talks about him like, and just doesn't hit like normal golf shots, and that's why I I do I don't I, I kind of agree with this take because i so the obviously obviously we get very few full-on caddy interactions but it seems like we get a lot of them of bones and justin thomas maybe because they're bones and justin thomas and every six none of them are ever like ted scott saying okay scotty it's a perfect six like let's go just normal it's like well, my options are smash rope hook this seven or hit a floating spinny one with this six. Like those are the only options. Is, it's never anything else. I this know. is sort of this is sort of my point about Scotty. Now, I I also think that works for JT in a way that maybe it doesn't for some other guys. But I don't know. I I think he. I think sometimes he falls in love with the shot that he. Can, can hit you know feasibly could hit and doesn't just hit the shot that he probably should hit you know mm -hmm. and i think that's what made tiger so special is like he most often just hit the shot that he should hit he was so disciplined to do that even though he could hit this other shot and he would pick his spots with the with like the special shots and they would be extraordinary and i think that's where it's just it's so difficult to stay that discipline. I wrote this is what I wrote about Shuffler. Like you have to have a com we've talked about this. You have to have a comical level of self belief, and so to marry that self belief with also like taking your medicine, because because by definition those top guys are like I can hit this shot, but the reality is you probably shouldn't. You know, and that's where you can oftentimes get into trouble, kick away two shots that end up being the difference in the tournament. I think that's where Scheffler has really done a great job of marrying that self-belief with taking his medicine, hitting the shot that he should hit, and that's why he's thriving right now. Yeah, I think uh, – I don't know if Tiger was trying to play the long game with JT and kind of told him, you know, you, you need more <laughs> shots. <laughs> and But JT used to have that high fade as, like, the go-to, and I just don't know what Justin Thomas's go-to shot is anymore. It's an itch. I, I like this take. It's a very, it's a very interesting take. And the more you listen to the caddy interactions, you'll notice that it's always the only options are like two outrageous shots. Yeah. That <laughs> one on nine on Friday, they, they talked for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm just going to smash a five wood. <laughs> that was insane. And he took it like over the tree and tried to cut it back. And it went like over the back. And it was, there was a lot going on there. This is an interesting take. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm fully in on it because he's also the reigning uh, PGA champion. He won the players yeah. two years ago. Like he, he still wins a lot, uh, but it, 
you know, where this comes up is uh, 13 at Augusta, right? He tries to get that like rope. Don't get me started. And you're like, I don't know, man, like just hit, just punch like a, hit a punch driver out there and make a four every time and win the tournament. Uh, it, it, it just sometimes that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like he, he gets, he gets a little too, um, yeah, he, he tried, he, he, he tries to be too much of an artist, maybe a little, maybe a little Bryson in there. It's just, there's just nothing Ooh. easy. Like the, the whole idea behind the game is make it as easy as you can. Not as hard as you can. Just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you should. should. Right. It, it, it's it's very frustrating. I completely agree with you, Patrick. Uh, 100%. And it's been probably four years. It's been going on for four years now. And you're right. He's won a lot in that sense. But think about how just, much he would win. He doesn't make it easy. Exactly, Rick. Exactly. <laughs> and right on Razor's Edge, too. Players, that rope hook on 18. Seriously. Yeah, that's this is this is a for for someone to throw a take out at like the end of a, a block. This is getting pretty good approval rating. So good job. Good job. <laughs> the, uh, I was thinking of uh, there was somebody else I wanted to talk about. Run me down the leaderboard, Rick. I don't have it in front of me. Here we go. Scotty Scheffler, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Tom Hoagie, Decky, Homa, Justin Sud, Justin Rose, David Lingamurth, Ju- uh, oh. Sung JM. Uh, Colin Morikawa. <laughs> OK, <laughs> disappointing. Sixty five. Mm-hmm. And then nothing else. How about uh, did did Tom Hoagie finish ahead of him? Yes. yes. So yeah, by, so by three shots. So Morikawa gets in by thirteen on Thursday, and then loses to him. Yeah. Come on, that's. Uh, and I don't know. I we didn't see a ton of him. You know, I was watching for him, and he just wasn't on the broadcast that much after. Friday, really? I mean, a little bit on early on Saturday, but statistically, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, he gave it all away on and around the putting surfaces. Um, he lost two, almost three shots in the short game categories in round two. He lost two strokes in the short game categories in round three, and then uh, he was a little bit better and was a small winner on Sunday, but by then it was, you know, too little, too late. Yeah. He didn't drive it very well either, which I think is, he didn't, man, that's paramount at TPC Sawgrass. Like just to put, and he, he, I think he was the one that said this on Thursday. You and I talked about this, Rick. If you're not putting yourself in decent spots off the tee, you can't score like it just with how high the rough is and how much the greens can, can, uh, when they're, when they're playing firm can reject your, your approach shots. Like it's just really difficult. And it looks like he didn't, Again, I didn't see a ton of him, but it looks like he didn't drive it that well on th- on uh, Friday, Saturday. Colin Morikawa finished T13, seven under par, tied with a bunch of guys. Two Canadian Adams, Svensson and Hadwin, Ricky and Denny, also Christian Bezayden. Anybody else? Anything else? Going once. Jerry Kelly, shout out. It's awesome. Jerry Kelly makes the cut, oldest guy to make the cut to Players' Championship. 50... 50- we were watching it at the hotel, and they were like, 53 years, nine months, 17 days. And Armina was like, damn, they really like put him on blast there. Like, exactly <laughs> what his age is, this old guy. I was like, yeah, I mean, but it's it, like it's like a record. It's like a good thing. Golf is <laughs> golf's insane. He's 50-whatever years old. 
he finished T19 at the Colgard Classic last week, and then he beat, he went out and beat Rory by three to make the cut. And you're like, that's just it, – it doesn't ha- – I mean, we talk about this all the time. It doesn't happen in other sports. It's so much fun, so cool. Uh, it was it – was that was a fun sub-story throughout the week. Yep. T54 for Jerry Kelly. Uh, Will Gordon, Gary Woodland, Matias Schwab also finished T54. So good on you, Jerry. All right. We're going to do our best bets, and we will recap our lots of money in the one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we're back. We are kind of rolling with picks right now. So matchup-wise, two pushes for Kyle and myself. Mark got Denny McCarthy over Taylor Moore. And Patrick, look at you. Scotty Scheffler over Justin Thomas. Uh, That was really no sweat. Scotty finishes at 17 under. Justin Thomas at, I'm still scrolling, even. So that was a 17-shot victory for you. Yeah, uh, probably should have been over... Friday or Saturday morning with the cut, but uh, we can touch on the cut line drama later in the bets. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Top 20 or the finishing positions. Patrick, uh, is this a typo? Two in a row. Patrick goes Victor Hovland top 20 plus 140. Our only finishing position win of the week. I, uh, yeah, I don't really know uh, what to say to borrow one from Scotty Scheffler. Uh, it's fun winning. So, <laughs> uh, I had Cam Young, Kyle had Johnny Vegas, Mark had Adam Scott to finish inside the top forty. Adam Scott finished seventy first. Vegas missed the cuts, missed the cut. Cam Young finished t fifty one. Couple of outrights. Okay, KP, this is where we get involved. You and I had the outrights uh, exactly the same. Both Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. We will cash the Scotty side of things. Yeah, we almost, I mean, we, we had kind of two in play there for about seven minutes on yep. uh, yeah Sunday. So I, the ROM thing is frustrating because he was definitely going to make the cut and that definitely would have hit. But uh, alas, had the WB. Do we have the standings for this? Because now two of us are back in the black and Patrick is making his way out. I don't know if we have this, but I can just read it off. There we go. So Kyle and I are winners. Uh, Mark only has a couple of bets under his belt. And Patrick, you are you are getting yourself out of this hole you have dug. Yeah, I think I was uh, almost four figures deep at one the, point. The, the Tom, <laughs> the, It was like the Tom Kim grave is what you were in. Yeah. And he there, just married you every week. They were calling me SVP for a little bit. Um <laughs> But we're shedding that moniker. Wow. wow. There you go. Not, that's not a reference to Scott Van Pelt for those listening. Best bets, please. 
Yes. Ah. Actually, Patrick, you kind of got screwed on this. Okay, so Greg. Mm -hmm. this Totally. Here we I go. Give Patrick the floor. So hold on. Well, I want to get Greg's opinion on this because Greg, so as we, as we know, Jordan Spieth hits a fan's knee and then makes Eagle on his last hole to make the cut. I saw people calling on Twitter, Greg, for Jordan Spieth to do the right thing. Withdrawal. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve to be there. <laughs> yes. Yes. To protect the field. So, that was so good. Protect the field. Do the right thing and get yourself out of this golf tournament. Well, that's it, just hysterical. Uh, Twitter, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, Twitter talk. But that that's insanity. Um, but what happened was also insanity. I couldn't believe it. I was watching this closely too. I had a uh, in another um, thing on HQ. My star to miss the cut was Spieth, and he was gonna miss the cut. He was he was going off the rails, and he hits it in the water. I, I didn't see it live. I actually I was watching the shot tracker, um, or watching the scores, and I saw that he made eagle. I said, "Wow, he stepped up." Like Jordan needed to go do something to make the cut. He stepped up and then you see the video of his tee shot. It's like, wow, he got completely bailed out to his credit. You, he still had to make three. It, it's not like a guaranteed Eagle. If you're in the fairway, no, uh, but it's a guaranteed not Greg, Eagle. If that. you're in the water, that. that's true. That is true. Very true. So that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean that, that second round in general might be top five roller coaster. Hall of Fame. It was starting awesome. with two birdies, then going seven over in his next uh, fifteen, and then ending with an eagle. But like Sony Open, but better. Yeah, th there, there's a lot I could say. The guy was wearing an Under Armour shirt. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. A plan. Uh, <laughs> Under Armour sleeper cell there in Ponte Vedra. Uh, I know he's real cozy Kevin with Kevin Plank? Kevin Plank. Yep, exactly. Um, so. I don't know. That's all I could really say. I think there's something more. I don't believe in coincidences. And that just happens to be a big old coincidence. You think he actually need it? It didn't hit his knee. He need it back in he, play. He, he said it hit the like die. curb and short hopped off his knee and then 30 yards <laughs> the into fairway. the fairway. Yeah. We talk a lot about like golf being fair and how you know, Rick and I have talked about this a lot with like guys being on camera more and all this stuff. I mean, having a big gallery is a massive advantage. And I know you could say, well, you know, over the course of time, 50% of those balls are going to uh, hit the guy and go the other way, but you got to throw in, you know, all the grass being trampled down all the time and getting good lives from that. It's just, it, it's golf is the, is so weird because you're, I was thinking about this day it, it, and this is simple and stupid, but you're playing at, you could have the wind up 40 miles an hour at a time when you're playing and it lays down and it's nothing once at the time when somebody, imagine that in another, imagine that in basketball, imagine playing the game at different times. I mean, it's, it's so just idiotic and crazy and I think this is another example of like, it, it really is an advantage to have that many people around you all the time. I agree yeah. with you. You know who else had that same win take that you had? Yeah. Patrick, Patrick Reed in favor of shotgun starts. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, everybody's out on the course at the same time. Uh, but I agree. And also like, don't, don't lump me in there. You never lose a golf I mean, ball because a thousand people are looking for it. 
Yes. Also, if if you need to move a giant rock, you can. Yeah. There's so many advantages. I mean, golf, we just we talk about like, okay, what can make this the most fair thing possible? And it's inherently by nature of the way you have to set it up, it's inherently unfair. It just is, and it always will be. Uh, can you share my screen, Josh? Because Kyle tweets a lot of good things, but this is one of my favorites of just like the full Jordan Spieth experience, <laughs> knowing that he makes an eagle from here. As this, this, this is this is a hundred foot curve already joke. going. He and Spieth saying, "Is that out of play?" <laughs> like it's just, it's perfect. This is a masterpiece. He made a three from there to make what the cut. Joke. It was, it was, I mean, it was unbelievable. It was the perfect just encapsulation. And to bring it back to Scotty, because I think everything deserves to be brought back to him today, the exact opposite of how he was playing, right? Like he, he was not missing that wide. Um, but, and it wasn't, you know, there wasn't the crazy three on his card, but there was a bunch of fours. And, uh, you know, he goes on to win the tournament while Spieth finished. What did Spieth finish? Okay. Like, Spieth finished in an eight-way eight tie for 19th, $275,000. If I'm that fan, an invoice will be in the mail next week for my half. For 274 You're going <laughs> half? Yeah. At least. I, I mean, maybe I, get, maybe I should get all of it. You wouldn't even mm-hmm. be here. I'll say, okay, you know, cover your travel expenses and send me the rest. Yep. I'll say one wow. last thing about this. It, it felt like a slap in the face Saturday morning when Kevin Plank trotted uh, Spieth out there in that pink, black, blue striped polo with like white pants and a white belt. The it goal. wasn't the worst they've ever done. I liked it. It, it was well, behind the X. It was 1B behind the X of the PGA. The X. <laughs> that, that was the most powerful moment in golf Twitter where they lit- literally shamed him into not wearing that shirt. Because he wore it on, like, Wednesday during the practice round. That's right. And he was scripted for it for, like, Friday, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. never never, never got out there. Honestly, at first glance, I thought it was, like, a tribute to St. Louis in the arch a little bit. Uh, but not made no sense. Uh, to recap the best bets, I found a winner with Wyndham Clark top 40. So I am now – so Kyle's still a winner in our regular bets and our best bets. I'm getting close to even in our – Best bet portion of the show. Mark is zero for two. Patrick is uh, <laughs> Patrick is protesting his his two to one that he should have gotten from Jordan Spieth missing the cut. This God, round. it would have been four in a row. Keegan yeah. Keegan was like he was kind of vibing on Thursday, and then he shot. I think he shot seventy eight on on in round two. He made an eight, I think. On can't remember what hole but on eighteen. That was yeah. That was frustrating. That was tough. It wasn't as bad as Aaron Wise, but it was tough. <laughs> One and done. So, a couple of items here, gentlemen. Lots of money was earned. There was a shakeup. And an unfortunate occurrence, Greg, for the fans. Fans Uh, can be fans. Well, John Rahm was the fan's selection. Now, John Rahm played his first round in one under. He was poised to bounce back from his two and a half strokes that he lost with the putter. He was probably going to win the player's championship, but comes down with a little stomach bug. So he withdrew. And Greg, I believe this falls under rub of the green. Absolutely rub of the green. Yeah, Yeah, it's disappointing. But this isn't the first time this happened this year. 
It's already happened this season. Um, that's why Mark has an asterisk next to his name. And, you know, maybe why I'm in the cellar. Um, that, it might be, that might be the reason. Because this happened to Xander Shoffley as well. So, yeah, it's, tough. it's, it's just tough. Because you lose Rom, and he was probably going to make the cut. Definitely going to make the cut. And you get zero out of him. So that's a, that's a gut punch. But that it is what it is. Sorry, fans. Tough one. Um, now, there were a couple of big movers. More on them in a second because they are not at the bottom of the board any longer. Greg, unfortunately, that spot now resides with you. You didn't have a bad week. Not at all. $736,000 from Max Homa, but you kind of got leapfrogged and you got some work to do. I, I just, I'm kicking myself, kicking myself because I knew Scotty Scheffler was going to win. And, like you did. <laughs> Everybody, it was so obvious to me. Yes. And I just, on, I, on I, I wasn't going to pick Rory. I wasn't going to pick Rom. Friday. Uh, it was, it was Scheffler on Tuesday. It, yeah. This was Scheffler, but it's the players and a lot of stars missed the cut here. So I don't want to go too. I don't want to play too big of a star. I don't want to play That's too fair. good of a player because I want to save. I want to save Scotty. It, it's just for, for what Nelson. Yeah. I, maybe I'll get a two for one. Uh, you, oh, you're going to take him for Byron Nelson and colonial. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get a, a maybe maybe get a power up, a double up, or maybe what? we'll count. Maybe we'll count all eighteen million at the or whatever the FedEx the Tour Championship is. Maybe I'll play what, him what, then. What are we doing for that? I know we've, that we've like, historically we've historically taken the uh, the FedEx money and doubled it, which would be pretty outrageous this year because that's now an elevated event. So it would, it'll be like it'll be like seven million to first the St. Jude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's historically what we've done. I got to start preparing for that because I'm I'm like already through the top 30 guys. I feel like I've used everybody. So I'm going to have to start. Yeah. You could use Davis Riley for that. Uh, We'll have to to lock down the rules on that. I can't remember what we've done in the past. So Patrick. So Greg's at 3.3. Patrick, you also had a great week. You had one Victor Hovland. And you got 1.475 million. You moved to 4.3. Things are tightening at the bottom, but you still skew towards that end of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm very happy with this week. Uh, for the fans, some would, some would say it's a tough one to stomach. Uh, I, I don't know if Mark had dinner with Rom on Thursday and maybe Honestly, told, him to, told him to get the shrimp cocktail. With how much Mark really cares about have. the one and done, I would not be surprised that there was some sabotage in play. <laughs> Yep, exactly. So maybe another asterisk next to the, his name. But uh, like Greg said, we're we're only in the backstretch here. There's a ton of ball left, and I've got all the ponies. I've got them all. And so I might be down by five million, five and a half right now. But just wait. When you this guys is- have to trot out Davis Riley, I'm going with Rom and Scheffler, baby. <laughs> this is uh, this is a good this is a good board right now. Yeah. The way it the way it played out is like it's good for the actual competition. Yeah, yeah. It got tight. It got it got much tighter. Kyle, you're at five point three million. You also had Victor Hovland getting one point four from Victor. That is a big win. Yeah, it's great. Uh, 
I took Scotty last week. Turns out I should have taken him. It was I did that with Morikawa at Phoenix too. I took Morikawa at Phoenix. Should have taken him at Riv. I think he finished third or maybe second there. So I don't know. I, I thought I thought Hovland finishing. I was just every putt on the last five holes. I was trying to will it in because he it looked like he could get up to second. I didn't think he was going to win, but it looked like he could get to second. So yeah, good outcome. Um, probably about the. About what you hope for. I didn't, I didn't think Victor was going to win, but I thought he could finish in the top five, which is what he did. The big movers, Sia and Kyle M, both had Scotty Scheffler. So they both get the full $4.5 million. That moves Sia into fifth, $5.8 million. Kyle M into fourth, $6.5 million. Greg, that's your big boy. There will not be barring whatever we do at the tour championship, a bigger prize all year long. Yes. Uh, and it goes to a stud, you know, Scotty getting the win at, at the players. It doesn't always happen here. Um, you get a lot of variety in the, in the winners and you always have a great field. And this leaderboard had a lot of variety as well. So um, it's cool for Scotty. It's not cool for me and one and done. Um, but it's things are definitely in this competition shaping up quite nice. Uh, Kyle has an HQ responsibility that I'm obligated to get him out to. So it's been an absolute pleasure, Kyle. Thank you for joining in. We're just going to finish up the one and done and be done with it. Awesome. Okay, Love buddy. It, guys. Thanks, Take care. Take care. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. He's going on HQ right now. If you want to hear some more about the players championship, the fans, unfortunately, Burn John Rom. Just imagine you used Rory McElroy, right? Zero dollars oh. either way. He misses the cut. Just just act like that happened. You stay at 6.6 million. Mark and I actually got the same amount with different golfers. Uh Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. We got two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars each. So I I go to seven point nine. Mark bearing down on 10 million. He's at 9.9. But Patrick, as Kyle alludes to, this overall now, th these eight overall are uh, the most, it is now the most competitive it has been probably since we have started this. It's, it's gotten a lot tighter. If Cantley won this week, uh, we could have just put a bow on it pretty much. And so this was for the show and for entertainment. You know, we're all entertainers at heart. This was best case scenario. Uh, especially with a couple stallions like me and Greg bringing up the rear, ready to go. You guys are going to be it's on only the rail at the home stretch, and we're going to be outside tracking you guys down. Uh, so, yeah, best case scenario, I think, this week. You know what we should do? I'm wondering how we can do this for next year with like the three non elevated events in the middle that are going to be such small prizes. We should either like you get the same guy for all three. So, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to use like, uh, I don't even know who a good example of this is. Maverick. Troy Merritt. Yeah, Troy Merritt in all three. Or like Kurt Kitayama in all three. And I get all that money. Or we should use, we should do like two picks for each of them. Because there's going like to be a it. huge discrepancy between like first in the at, at Riviera or whatever is going to be three and a half. And first at Honda or whatever it's called next year is going to be 1.4. It, it happened this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I have I'm in last place with a win. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, because right? you, you got the wrong win. I, right, I won um, at Pebble Beach, right. which is like a it's like a you know fourth place finish in the players. We, which is I, I'm not complaining. It's just wild how 
much this has changed. Um, and it's a really cool aspect of the competition. So yeah, you could, you could get creative in those events. We have to get on the same page about the tour championship. What did we, did we do it with the starting strokes last year or did we do the raw board? Mm, I think I, we I guess, did it I, with starting strokes. I guess I could go back and look. I think we did it with starting strokes. And if we take double the, the Memphis purse, it's going to be insane. It's going to be, mm-hmm. we'll have to, we're going to have to figure this out. Well, what, are you, what, are you, Scott, what are you saying, Patrick? Good luck with Scott Stallings. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to end up using <laughs> Sepp Straka or someone. I'm going to have a choice between uh, Rory, Rom, and Scheffler. I'm yeah, saving them all. Yeah, exactly, whoever, whoever the number one seed is. Uh, okay, anything else before we turn our attention next week to the Valspar, the final leg of the Florida swing? I got nothing. No, I think I think we covered a. I think we did pretty well. Okay, I agree. Uh, big thanks to producer Josh. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. We'll be back next week for Valspar Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Also, if you want to get into our bracket challenge, which I am under the impression that tournament starts next week, probably on Thursday, then you should go into the link in the description and fill out the bracket, and we will beat you all. So. Big thanks, Patrick McDonald at Amateur Status on Twitter, Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel serving non stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.